Welcome to the Ad Heart Podcast, the podcast that inspires heart-first living. This is where you'll get practical tools to reduce stress, inspire creative action, and energize your personal growth momentum, along with ways to apply these tools. And now, here's your host, Deborah Rosman. Hi, I'm Deborah Rosman, and a warm welcome to our listeners for the Ad Heart Podcast. Our topic is adding heart to our pets. And the purpose of each Ad Heart podcast is to inspire our forward movement and heart-powered intention. And I think you're going to enjoy hearing from my guest, HeartMath champion and veterinarian, Dr. Alan Schoen. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Dr. Schoen is one of the pioneers of holistic, integrative veterinary medicine. And he's been acknowledged by his peers as one of the 15 most influential veterinarians in Northern America, as well as worldwide, for introducing the concept of an integrative approach to veterinary medicine. He's been assistant professor at Colorado State and Tuff University Colleges of Veterinary Medicine and authored seven books, including Complementary and Alternative Veterinary Medicine, Love, Miracles, Animals, and Kindred Spirits, and his new project, Calm, the Conscious Animal Lovers Movement, is his approach to help all animal lovers co-create a healthier, happier, more harmonious world. Welcome, Dr. Schoen. It's so wonderful to have you here. Well, thank you, Dr. Osman. It's an absolute joy to be here with you and in a way, in many ways, it's a culmination of my so much of my career because before HeartMath gave labels and names to everything that you're doing, that's what I was doing in my veterinary practice for over 40 years with all my clients and all the animals. And so it's a joy to be at this culmination of that. And thank you for having me. Well, that's wonderful. You've obviously been listening to your heart and following your heart because of the heart resonance we have and what we talk about. And, you know, HeartMath Institute has really attempted to research all this to reach more people, help them understand it's, it can be replicated. And our research findings on heart-to-heart bonding between people have been pretty amazing. And your research and experience as a holistic veterinarian on how pu- pet excuse me how pets and human heart to heart bonding can heal and uplift both the pet's life and the human's lives and hopefully change the world for the better is very exciting you know when i was a child i had a little parakeet named pete and he was so loving he'd fly around and he'd nibble on my ear but the love that came from this tiny 5 inch creature was bigger than the love I felt from a lot of adults, humans. And when we have a loving heart bond with a pet, whether it's a dog, a cat, a bird, a hamster, a rabbit, any animal, that care and love and heart energy that we exchange is awesome. And it's so supportive and healing for both human and pet. And you know, many of us feel that if we didn't have dogs and cats, especially in this planet to share love, the world would be in an even more stressed place than it is. So 
I want to know how have you integrated heart connection with animals in your career for decades? Oh, thank you. And I'm happy you had Pete um, because I hear that story over and over again with different species and different names. So many, whether they were my clients coming to me or whether I was teaching all over the world, the, the bigger vision of the human-animal bond, I hear those stories everywhere yeah. about that connection as a child to the first love. And I had it too. My grandfather used to say to me, the first words out of my mouth were animal doctor. <laughs> and, and back then, that was the only way we could connect. You know, the only professions that were allowing you to take that heart connection with animals and bring it into your uh, calling, you know, your career as a veterinarian or a veterinary technician. Now, there are many others, and my feeling with the new approach, we'll talk about conscious animal lovers movement, empowers everyone that you can create a future being with your animal friends and having it bring back, return to you energy as labeled as finances or economics or anything, but it's energy. And what I love is that HeartMath, since its creation, is giving the science and the names and the words and the documentation behind all of this that we all feel and that I've felt throughout my entire career. Yeah. Well, you know, you want to expand this now. And I, that's why I wanted you to share on this podcast because so many of us feel this and you talk about how harnessing now in your new movement, the healing power of love that millions, billions of us have for animals. How do you harness it into a global movement? Like you say, for creating healthier, happier more conscious and harmonious world. How do you see this happening? A great question. And here's my sense is, and any mother will appreciate this. It's a birthing process. Mm. And birthing processes have their challenges, their strengths, their pain, everything in it. And But there's an immense joy that goes beyond that. And that's what I sense with the Conscious Animal Lovers Movement. And decades ago, when I pioneered holistic integrative medicine, so many veterinarians were saying, it's a pipe dream, it won't happen, this and that. But the veterinarians who saw my vision and supported me uh, had me realize, they jo I joked with them recently and they said, did you ever think that holistic integrated medicine would be accepted worldwide the way it is and so fast. And I go, I thought it would happen faster. Mm. But um, So it's the same with the conscious animal lovers movement. It's in a birthing process. And one of my strengths, my passions, my purpose in being a human being in the 3D form is to create things that don't exist yet. And this is what I'm seeing with the conscious animal lovers movement is we're creating 
and thanks to heart math. And, you know, I'm putting it out there and I'm convinced that I feel the right people at the right time throughout the world will come together and will form and unite a united movement of animal lovers that have that feeling of that heart math documents that I've felt for decades. I never had labels for until heart math came along um, that it's possible and maybe a little unfold and show up through heart math, through the heart math hands too. I don't know. All I know is I talk about the seven pillars of the conscious animal lovers movement of calm and the first pillar is heart math and heart resonance, because I really feel that is the key. That is the foundation. Mm -hmm. I can go into the other pillars and it's on my website and it's out there, but it's all unfolding moment to moment. Well, that's beautifully said. And you just reminded me of a few things and I'm sure everybody or most everybody listening to this has the memory of that pet, that like for my me, Pete, the parakeet, or for my husband, the neighborhood currently, the neighborhood cat who loves the heart energy and hangs around our house, and we have to take him home to his house, you know, and that feeling we have, and I think it's what's wonderful thing happening is all of the uh, streaming, you know, uh, animal shows, the wild kingdoms and you know the pet shows, and they're all over TV, and it's a wonderful thing to watch just to get more in your heart because you can't help appreciating. So I think this is all part of this movement that you're talking about and letting it birth. And yeah, heart mass research has really touched a lot of people's hearts. I think many people listening to this podcast would be intrigued if they don't know already the research that was done at the HeartMath Institute between Josh, who at that time was a 14-year-old, and Mabel, the dog, you know, who was probably also near that age. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, they had a strong heart bond, and they both were hooked up in this research experiment with, you know, heart rate variability Holter monitors in different rooms and watched what their HRV pattern was. And then Mabel came into the room where Josh was sitting in the lab and he was asked to do the loving him, but not loving the dog, but not touching the dog and a similar heart meditation like we're going to do at the end of this podcast. And what was just amazing was how his heart rhythm pattern and heart rate variability went into the sine wave coherent waveform and Mabel's did too. So they were synchronized in the heart like a real physiological heart resonance as Josh was loving Mabel. And then that was replicated with Ellen and her horse, Tonopah. And you could see the same thing. The horse's heart rate is very different than the humans. And so Mabel, the dog's heart rate was different, but the pattern was the same. They synchronized. And people look at that and they go, oh, you know, you don't need to even explain more because they feel it. And, you know, you talk about, Alan, um, in something you sent me, trans species field theory, like a field created by 
thoughts and emotions of humans and animals interacting with each other. And you talk about also a compassionate field theory and a dynamic energetic field that exists between humans and animals. Of course, if you're feeling love and compassion, that's when we started seeing this heart to heart synchronization. Can you explain more about these? Yeah, yeah I would love to. That I explained it a, quite a bit in my last book, The Compassionate Equestrian, and relating to horses. And then I'm in the midst of doing something like that for, for dogs and cats. And then Pacific Rim College up here in British Columbia just filmed me for an online course on all of this. So essentially what I noticed, and I didn't have words and labels for it until HeartMath came along, but, and every animal lover realized this, is that a field is formed, an energetic field. And one of the other pillars is the unified field theory. So what I've noticed in my animal hospital and wherever I was teaching and in horse barns and anywhere I was seeing patients, a field would form between the, all the humans and all the animals in that. Mm. And I called it the trans-species field because you could feel the energy, you could feel this field form. And when it's not conscious, it's just our emotions interacting from fear, anxiety, stress, all of that in an animal hospital, that's what I call the trans-species field. What's wonderful and beautiful is when we empower ourselves and create an intention and feeling of compassion, it's what I call the compassionate field. It transforms from the field of just everyone's emotions and fears and concerns and everything, both in the animals and us. And then it empowers us that we can go and have an impact on it by feeling compassion and the heart resonance. As we feel that, we transform this energetic field from a transspecies field into the compassionate field through our intentions, That's, if that makes sense. Oh, and it's beautiful. Yeah, in the unified field theory, it shows, you know, and documents, you know, emotions, communications, everything goes through a field. When that field hits a thought, a particle, an intention, it changes from a wave into a particle and that becomes the compassionate field. And that's something every single one of us can do wherever we are with animals, from our own home to like what you were saying with you and your husband and the cat visiting. And you create this field and it's palpable. It's like I talk about when I used to give retreats, um, tree chi you know, and I'm um, hugging trees. And I had so many experiences like that. And you can go into the field of a large, large old tree and put your hands out and feel that field. It's when you get to into the field, it's like all of a sudden you're feeling cotton candy. You know, it's denser. 
it's thicker. And that's the field that's around us. But when, when we put in the intention, the heart, the feeling of compassion, it changes this field that's just happening into a compassionate field, which is much more healing for all of us and the planet. That's beautifully said. You know, you reminded me, HeartMath does a lot of work with trainers in hospital systems, chief nurses, doctors. It's, and you've worked in veterinary hospitals. And again, that they know and we help them understand that the fear and of people who are sick and, and the anxiousness and all of that, that it can be eased by people connecting in the heart and putting out love and compassion. And a lot of the heart math techniques and tools are helping people learn how to do that in the moment, especially if you're feeling scared because of an illness. And I imagine you saw all of that in your work in the veterinary hospitals. Yes, I, I felt all of that. And that's what guided me to start doing all of this is I had a feeling inside that there must be more than just conventional medicine and surgery. And that guided me on a journey of trying all these different things that worked. And oddly enough, interestingly enough, it filled my entire practice. I got, I sold my regular veterinary hospital and focused just on the animals that were deemed hopeless by conventional medicine, whether it was a dog, cat, or a horse. And my whole practice for over 30 years was the hopeless. Mm -hmm. And part of the, part of the field was people coming to me saying that I was the last hope. And you can feel that that's palpable. And my journey was, well, we'll try this. We'll try this. There are no guarantees, but, and interestingly enough, it worked so often and with many, it was, I was best blessed in, to be in New York and Connecticut. And I was blessed with the clientele that was aware of all of that and came to me, you know, and they're very well-known people and they open their hearts. What I realized was people who were very successful and, but they had their closed heart because they knew to be successful, you had to be a certain way. Yet when, when I would do acupuncture or alternative therapies on their animals and I was with them, they would just open up, their hearts would open up. And I, that's one of the things I realized is the heart is a literal gateway to warmth and compassion and to connecting with all that is, whatever label we put on that. You're absolutely right. So let's take this to the world that we see today of people in extreme separation, polarization, hate, not heart connected, or even wanting to understand the hearts of each other, another person or group. How can we build this bridge? How can animal lovers in your work help accelerate? Because people love their families and love their pets, but they don't love each other. Exactly. How do, we, how, how do you see you? And I know you have this conscious animal lovers movement to heal the world. How can, what are your next steps? How do you see us helping this issue? 
Well, that's a good question because with me connecting with all that is, the next steps show up with connect with the connection. So some I don't always have an answer for, mm-hmm. but way I they, they're unfolding just like a birthing process. Yes. And what I feel is like I was very touched that you contacted me and I'm just trusting in the unfolding that Pacific Rim College that I'm giving this online course for them on it, that heart math that we're connecting after decades of me hoping to connect and, and being overjoyed by everything that heart math is creating. That's what I see is that animal lovers throughout the world feel this are hearing your podcast and they go, yes, because that's what I've seen is over you know my whole career is so many animal lovers loving their animals, wanting to do more and not knowing and not seeing how to do it. And I see the conscious animal lovers movement unfolding through heart math, through Pacific Rim College, through different ways, ways that haven't even been shown to me yet. And that individuals um, will come to you from this podcast and say, I want to be part of this. And it's unfolding. Yeah. No, I hear you. And I would say that one of the things that came to me as you were talking more so, I've not that I haven't thought of this before, but really being able to say, see the love you feel for your animals and millions of billions of people feel for theirs. Let's translate that into the same compassion for each other, because that's what creates the feel, the uplift, the possibilities. And as our research is showing at HeartMath, it's what activates the intuition or the higher intelligence, which we all need to go our next steps. It's that connection that we all know to take that. And that's what I talk about in calm is that we radiate that and we become that, that what you're feeling with your animals, that love that you see that feel that for the cashier, wherever you go and thank them that you thank everyone you know, in animal shelters, animal barns, anywhere where humans and animals connect, the power of that unconditional love, which is much easier to give for whatever reason, and we're unfolding that, um, but it's easier to give that love to our animal friends because they give it to us. You know, they're healing us as we're healing them, as we're all healing the world. And it goes way beyond any words that we have right now. But as HeartMath has shown me, just because we don't have words or labels at the moment, they, um, they'll they unfold. But we all know, every animal lover knows in their hearts and in their cells and in what I call the liquid crystalline collagen um collective, the fascia, the connective tissue in us, there's an electrical biocommunication system that connects us with our animals and with all that is. 
And the more we connect to that and integrating science and spirituality or whatever label we call that, um, the more we connect on that, we're creating, we're in the midst of creating this new, beautiful way of connection that offers another alternative to what's being put out there right now on all the stress and all the challenges of what's being put out there. This is another option. Yes, and I would animal lovers. I would suggest from what you said that our challenge is just like you put out that love and care to a hurt or angry pet to try to calm them or to a child who's having a tantrum to try to calm them with you know that 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 can help. We need to do that with a cashier at the grocery store with people. We need to translate that feeling and radiate that heart to people who think differently than us, who are negative, people that we might recoil from and put out that compassionate heart. Doesn't mean you have to agree with them, but we need to lift the field. This trans species field needs to also be the human species field because every person's part of all that is. Yeah. So with that, I'd like us to do our heart meditation and really focus on co-creating a healthy, happier, harmonious world with our animal friends and with other people. So let's do this. Yeah. Let's Thank focus you. our attention in the area of the heart. And just imagine your breath is flowing in and out of your heart or chest area. Breathing a little slower and deeper than usual. Just find an easy rhythm that's comfortable. As you continue this heart-focused breathing, which is bringing our heart rhythms into this beautiful, coherent waveform, like Josh and Mabel and Ellen and Tanopa, let's activate and sustain a genuine heart feeling of love, appreciation, care, or compassion. You might want to Tune into the love you have for your pet to help you do that. Now radiate that feeling. If you can't quite feel it, just the intention of it. Radiate that appreciation, care, compassion, or love through yourself, through the cells of your body and out to others. Radiate that renewing feeling to your pet or an animal friend.
and then expand and radiate it to all animals and pets on the planet who are serving human beings, appreciating what they give. Now let's hold in our hearts with compassion, all people and animals who are experiencing stress, anxiety, or suffering. See our heart energy helping to lift the collective vibration in the field to help draw in more understanding, bonding, and cooperation between animals and humans. Now let's close by co-creating a reservoir of coherent heart energy that each of us can tap into as needed over the next month to help us open our hearts and connect more deeply to our hearts, love and compassion whenever we need it and increase our heart connection with others. Thank you for sharing that heart meditation with me. And before we wrap this up, Alan, is there anything you'd like to say and leave our listeners with? Yes. Um, I invite each and every one of you to become part of the Conscious Animal Lovers Movement because we're creating a movement that is another option of to what is being introduced in the world. And with all the kerfuffles and the challenges, our love and the heart math, the heart resonance with our animal friends, if we all come together like that, we can create this compassionate field that overpowers all the challenges that we're currently facing on this planet. And Beautiful. thanks to HeartMath, where um, is one of the main places that this is being offered. So I thank you all. It's a beautiful vision and a beautiful role for 
I think it is the blueprint for the inner species unfoldment. So thank you, Alan, and thank all of our listeners for joining us. I hope you've been inspired by this episode and found something you can take forward in your life. And I also want to take this moment to remind you that the third Tuesday of every month, we publish a new episode. So be sure you subscribe so you don't miss our next guest and topic. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Ad Heart Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can catch the latest episodes. If you're wanting even more heart-inspired content, find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Look for HeartMath and also the HeartMath Institute. Both organizations are committed to helping activate the heart of humanity.